Welcome to ATW All Talk Wrestling with your host, me, Max. Um, Steve will be back with us on Sunday and Saturday. Sunday for a surprise and Saturday for the SmackDown results. But today's one is for the Raw the 22nd. So basically, as usual, Bobby Lashley's got his, his lightning up, his entrance before the business music um, kicks in. And he was set to have a, a match with Sheamus. So as Bobby makes his way to the ring, as always, he's got MVP, Cedric Alexander, and Shelton Benjamin. The match was interesting, but got dull in some places. But then when Bobby won the match, Seamus got teamed up on. So Bobby, Bobby got involved, put him in the hurt locker, and then Drew came down to his aid, fought them off. But in a way, it's just like a, a glory thing for Drew. He has to be in the spotlight every single moment. And yes, just because they fight and they make up, doesn't mean it's going to be that way forever, which we'll go into more details later on. Um, exciting news on this one. Oscar versus Patron Royce. Um, I just thought this one was a bit of a squash match. We've not really seen Patron Royce wrestle in a while and when she did wrestle Oscar it was just like okay just filling a time slot up which got to make a note of it felt shorter this week by a couple of minutes there wasn't so much stories to go into Video packages to rewatch again. So Asko won with the Corkina clutch, which is Samoa Joe's butt. It's known as the Oscar lock. So I always find it a bit strange that Samoa Joe's saying the Oscar lock, and it's like, no, that's your move that she's doing. Not our own. But then after that, we all got the shock of our life because Rhea Ripley presented herself, which we knew from Fastlane. It said she was going to debut the night after, and she did. She came up and she said, um, Oh, Charlotte's not here to challenge you for the title. 
for WrestleMania. But guess what? I'm here, so what about WrestleMania? You, me, for that belt. And Oscar started saying, God knows what she said in her native language for actually thinking, I should say in English, so Ripley can understand and we can actually understand. And what she said was that she accepts her challenge at WrestleMania. And the thing is, Oscar's probably thinking she's not ready for Oscar, but actually Ripley is because she's going to bring a nightmare to the Empress. And fingers crossed, gets the title because that would be a bit unfair if she goes into WrestleMania and loses her first pay-per-view since NXT move up. Um, later on, we've seen uh, Drew in the background speaking to Adam Pearce about Sheamus and then Adam turns around like like butter wouldn't melt and just says to him you've got a match later on against Cedric Alexander and Shelton shout Benjamin because he kind of interfered towards the end he was like alright I can do that and he said but I have one stipulation and he says now what's that he says if I win tonight at Wrestlemania 37 they have to be banned at ringside which he he agreed so we've got Drew versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin Stipulation being, if they win, they're not banned. If Drew wins, they are banned from ringside. Then we had the return of Miz TV with a Miz, John Morrison. Which, at what point did someone say to John Morrison, they saw a mohawk? Bushy hair was a good look. Um, it was WrestleMania edition. He was going on about Bad Bunny hanging on and hanging out with Damien Priest. Hanging on basically meaning you've got all, all the success going and yet you want to waste it by coming into the WE where you've hardly wrestled and you always buy Priest aside, which I fully agree with because when have you seen him actually have a one-to-one match that he's not had Priest knock him out? Um, and then he, he shows the WrestleMania poster and complains that Bad when he's there, but he's not there on that poster. 
Then he said he, he made a diss track to Bad Bunny. So he put it on and it's called Hip Hip Hop Hop. And at one point, The Miz and John Morrison are in bunny suits singing the song. And at this point, I had my head in my hands going, you just made yourself look like dicks now, really. I know his podcast used to be somewhat PG. It's more of a non-PG and PG from now on. Um, and this challenges Bad Bunny to a match at WrestleMania. But before the Bad Bunny can give an answer, he has a match with Jeff Hardy and says, if you want a preview, watch what happens. So he has the match with Jeff. Um, Hardy gets in the ring and he says to him, well, be a man and face me without, without John. But she says to John, go wait for me in the back, and he does. And at that point, I thought, yeah, he, he will intervene at some point. But he didn't be him by himself. So full props to him. Um, at the end, Bad Bunny blindsights him with a guitar that actually breaks. Picks up a mic. And he says, I accept your challenge bitch and then walks off and I thought oh we're getting a bit non-PG now on TV again then after that we had AJ and almost backstage and I've got to get myself one of those scooters if that's how fast they go and they sound like a motorbike for people that haven't watched it, he just went straight past them. And the funny thing was, he called AJ by his Survivor Series name when he was in the, the Raw Survivor Series um, skipper. And AJ was like, but that was when it was Survivor Series. It's not Survivor Series no more. I'm not team captain. And it was AJ Styles versus Kofi and had Xavier Woods with him. And they they basically saying... that we're the decorated tag teams in our, in our time. But the thing was, 
I understand where they were coming from when they were talking about Omos, saying all of a sudden he's not your bodyguard now, he's your tag partner in are you actually officially a tag partner? Then they've done a friendship test, which AJ failed numerous of times. Then Kofi Nick Saver started talking about his, his manhood that he needed a giant to compensate, which I thought, I do hope you lose your titles. Um, they had the match which I thought was a bit unfair because AJ was going to win by a flying phenomenal arm from from the ring but then Xavier had to to go play Francesca and put him off so no, I was not happy about that. And after that, we had Seamus gets pulled aside and that's why he accepted the match with Bobby and says he didn't want Drew, Drew's help. And also that he's been held back so much that he wanted to have a match with Bobby to prove that he's actually worth getting in the ring with. And then Riddle was back on the scooter. Now, for people that do not know me, and for people that do know me, they know this part, this segment, just made the whole show worthwhile for me. So we had um, well, basically you had Seamus getting pulled aside by the new backstage interviewer. And then you see Riddle circle around him. He's like, I just find it. He says to him, Seamus, have you seen a Loch Ness monster? And has Drew been to Ireland to see your house? And oh, that becomes real. And he says, if you could wish for one thing, what would it be? Puts his hand out and he goes, stop. And he says, I just wanted to ask you a question, which Seamus politely told him, said, um, he did ask a question, he was like, lifted the scooter up and he's like, well, how, how fast can one of these go? He's like, no, I just put some grease on the wheel, bro. And it went, and it flies off, bro, like a stallion. And then I don't think, because of the time that I actually watched it, I couldn't exactly laugh out loud. Rams it into his gut and I thought, Keep doing it, keep doing it. Then threw it on the floor and broke it. So I don't think we know. He's doing past everybody now. I was happy. 
Jameis first riddle from the US title. Bring it on. Then later on, we had uh, Drew versus Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. Um, same thing as usual. He tries to to think he's he's all special now because he's going to get a shot back at his title, which basically is Apollo Cruz want to be now. Obviously, he won. So if you ever want to put money on someone at WrestleMania or any pay-per-views after that, just say Drew because if you root for the underdog, they won't win. Drew will get the push and everyone gets pushed back. And then we see MVP having a go at them for losing backstage. Then Bobby bursts into the locker room and says, if anyone can take Drew out, they can get a title shot. And nobody seemed to want to do it, which is understandable. I wouldn't like to skip play mode. Um, this one for me was a same shit, different week. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Shayna, Shayna and Nia Jax. It was just like, please, I do not want to see this. And to make matters worse, you had Lana and Naomi on commentary. Lana must have got dressed in the dark because she had like Elton John glasses and a jacket you probably would have seen like in the 60s or 70s. But as usual, Naya and Shayna retain the title, but with help from Reginald. And Get pretty much doing flips. So I need to date Reginald out because if he doesn't, we need need Kamala's old associate back, James Ellsworth, to knock him off. Um, which takes us to a backstage scene, which was Alexa in a little playground saying to Randy Orton, be careful what you wish for, because it might come true. And if it was anything like, like last night at Fastlane, then... Be prepared for a snore fest. And the second time, not that we had enough of it 
last night at Fastlane, Elias and Raika from Lost Sons, also Gunner from TNA, was in the ring. And Shane was in the ring. Again, same shit. Different day. Singing a song about how stupid Braun is with Shane singing with Elias. And Shane pretty much just saying, you can, because you didn't manage to do it last night, you can do it, try to do it again to get your spot at WrestleMania to sing. Which I thought, this is going to be boring as hell. So it was Elias again taking on on Braun. And obviously, you know, Braun won the match because Elias doesn't really have a, a good win record at the moment. But then Shane tries to attack Braun with the crutch. Like it almost just felt like it was like Omos all over again. Someone came up behind him, tried to take him out, ended up disintegrating in the crop. I think that helps you walk. Then runs up that stage and he was like, Braun gets back and says, Yeah, looks like you. Your legs pretty much well. What are you, you going to do? You're going to man up and face me at WrestleMania and stop calling me stupid. And Shane was just like, Yeah, you can choose any match you want. But I bet it comes down to card subject to change. Ever since Paul Heyman said that, everyone seems to be taking advantage of it. Now we come to the, the last segment that nobody wanted. I didn't want it. Um, so basically, Randy comes to the ring and throughout his whole segment, he just loved to say, to say burn all the time about burning the fiend. And if he had a chance, you'd, you would have burned Alexa. Alexa comes out with a jack in the box. Took it around all the way around. It's like, we knew what was going to come out, a jack-in-the-box, but it was a fiend in the box. And then Bursts of Flames came out, which days Randy as usual. And then slowly realising the fiend was behind him in his all-new burnt attire that he has. And then he quickly runs to his bag 
grabs some gasoline, cautiously goes up to him, right, pouring it on him, getting closer, doing it again and again. Um, and then goes to get Sorry about this, I'm just trying to read my notes as best as possible. Alexibus just watches on as this carries on. Owen looks and tries to go for closer to setting the light realises that he's actually real hits him with an RKO thinking he's going to get it um, Alexa makes her way into the ring and Randy Orton locks eyes with her giving her the clean time to, to get back up again which you would have thought he would have just shoved her out of the way, carried on what he was doing, spent his time standing there. And he was met with a mandible claw and then a sister Abigail straight onto the, the gasoline. And Alexa dancing around and I points to the rest of the Swamini sign. Like as if we need to see the fiend and Randy Orton rematch um, from, from the previous pay-per-view we used where we had where we set him on fire. I think we need to see that again. Um, some things to note. Obviously, you know, Mighty Molly or Molly is in the house of no, the Hall of Fame, 21. And so is Kane in the Hall of Fame now. For everything that he's done. Um, other things that I need to bring up in this. Steve mentioned about when Riddle took on Christopher Ali basically pointed out what we knew anyway he was a shit leader couldn't really get them going together which I just thought it's not really fair because if you're pushing people around, you know, at some point, because we've covered it and we've said between ourselves that there will be a day where 
they're going to turn on him. And they did. Um, he was happy that Ripley is going to get a title shot at WrestleMania, but feels like she needs to put in more work before that. Because it was like, cut the line, give me a title, then I don't have to work for it within three weeks. Um, we'll just see if there's anything else. Um, uh, regarding the Randy Orton versus well, segment in the ring with Bliss, just like me, it's one of those you didn't really need it. That's why I put it on. He enjoyed the Drew versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, where I'm on the opposite side of the fence. Didn't really want to see it at all. Um, happy that the tag team Champions now, Jack, Shayna Baszler won in the night. Asuka versus Patrick Royce was actually a decent match. Mm, squash match to me, but one to their own. Kofi versus AJ. Not a bad match, but I think he probably didn't like that Francesca got involved in the match. We'll find out if that is the case on Saturday. Um, Seamus best lastly was a good match. I'll agree with him on that one. He put his heart into it and came out a bit a bit short because he was out out the number a bit to say. So that's his input for for Raw. Um, there will be an NXT that'll be with myself. And then I think all on that is to say it's been great having you here. So you've had to put up for me for, for three three episodes of this podcast so far. But we will have our favourite co-host Steve back on Saturday and Sunday. There's a treat. And uh, I shall tell you now, the treat is me and our co-host Steve and a special guest, well, say a returning guest 
which we, which I won't go into it and tell you who it is because it ruined the surprise, will be appearing on Smashing Skull Discussion. Yes, it sounds like Broken Skull Sessions. I had to tweak it a bit so I couldn't get copyrighted for it. So I shall speak to when I've done the NXT. And Steve, I shall speak to you on Saturday and Sunday. And Sunday with our special returning guest. So from ATW All Talk Wrestling, that's all for me and as Steve would probably say and from me so it's bye from me and a non-visible and a bye from me see you